Welcome to Pursuing the Pinnacle podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. Perhaps one of the most uncomfortable parts of our lives must be when we find ourselves needing to have that difficult conversation with someone that we love, or even a stranger for that matter. And whether it is a discussion that has been put off for far too long or a situation that must be dealt with in a moment's notice, difficult conversations are just a part of our lives. And we may try to run from them. We may try to hide. But at the end of the day, sometimes when we least expect it, we are forced to break down and have that difficult conversation. When we handle these moments in a Christ-like way, we walk away with a huge sense of relief, more times than not. However, when we allow our pride in our opinions to trump our love for our neighbor, we walk away with a broken and sometimes absolutely ruined relationship. And so this begs the question, how do we conduct such a conversation? Maybe more challenging is how do we receive someone else conducting such a difficult conversation with us. God's word gives Christians direction in dealing with such moments. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 and verse 32, Paul says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. This passage does not let us off the hook from having difficult discussions in our lives. In fact, it calls us to have them. However, it prescribes how we need to conduct ourselves in these moments. It says that we must speak what is good for necessary edification. And so when preparing to confront someone, we must premeditate and make sure that what we are about to say is good and necessary for the other person's edification, for their building up. We have to ask ourselves, am I trying to help or am I trying to hurt? And when we find ourselves speaking what is good for their edification, what we are doing is that we are now imparting grace to them. Grace has been aptly defined often as unmerited favor. Whether or not they deserve our grace, we are required to give it to them. And we do this by speaking only that which is beneficial for their souls, for their lives, and for their well-being. And ultimately, we must be tender-hearted, forgiving, and have a Christ-like disposition. And the reason for that is because if we want the same from Jesus Christ himself, we must give it to others. Paul would also go on to say in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. We must be so full of grace in our hearts towards the person that we are confronting that our speech is seasoned. And what he is saying is we cannot come at them with a spirit of brazen retribution, with bitterness or resentment in our hearts. Instead, we must take time to tailor our words, shape our words into the form and manner we would wish to be spoken to if we were in their shoes. And if we do not take the time to season our speech, we will not know how to speak to one another effectively. 
Proverbs 17.27 says, He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. If we approach others with anything but a calm spirit, we will not behave as God would have us to behave. In the same way as how we should conduct ourselves while confronting others, it is also evident how we should receive such confrontation. If we are only willing to give those difficult, tough conversations and entirely unwilling to receive the same, then we are imbalanced and unrealistic as a Christian. The fact of the matter is we are capable, you and I are capable of error, of sinning, in failure, just the same as our neighbor is. Therefore, we must be ready to receive correction as quickly as we're ready to give correction. One of the first ways that we do this is by assuming the best in the person confronting us. It could very well be the case that they have seasoned their speech, that they have premeditated this was a good and necessary conversation for my building up, and they are now attempting to speak to me with grace. And if we assume anything else, we are destined to bite back at them unnecessarily. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 1 does not mince words about receiving correction. It says, whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. In Proverbs 15.32, it also speaks to this. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. And so whether or not we are giving or we are receiving a difficult conversation, God has expectations for us and from us. He expects us to treat others the way that we want to be treated, and he expects us to ultimately grow with one another. If we are not having the tough conversations, how can we grow? I pray that we can remember how to have these difficult conversations, but also how to receive the same. Then and only then will we be able to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it's my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.